Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here. Um, film critic for Film Companion. I have with me uh, Uday Bhatia who has returned after a very long absence. And of course he will because it's, we are going to be talking about the biggest, uh, arguably the biggest Hindi film of the year. Um, Uday Bhatia, uh, Mint uh, Film Critic. And I have with me Ishita Sen Gupta as usual, uh, OTT Play Film Critic. Uh, we are, as you may have guessed by now, we are here to talk about Jawan. Uh, the second Shah Rukh Khan film of the year, um, a massive hit. Uh, as we speak, it's 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 breaking records. But that's nothing new, really, because every other, uh, I mean, Gadar 2 felt like just yesterday it was breaking records. So we'll not get into that yet. It's Atli's first Hindi film, uh, Tamil director's Atli's first uh, Hindi film. And uh, and funnily enough, uh, and of course, all three of us have reviewed it. I think what's going to make today's episode uh, quite fun or uh, at least as uh, uh, peaceful as possible is the fact that I think Ishita and me really, really enjoyed the film and Uday absolutely did not like the film. This is one of those rare instances where I don't think we'll be, uh, uh, we'll try our best to keep things civil and we are going to tone down on our very volatile personalities to uh, maybe um, have a very thoughtful discussion about uh, Jawan. But uh, here we are. Uday, uh, since it's been a while since uh, our listeners have heard you voice your voice, would you like to maybe say a few lines about what uh, Jawan is about before we get into your distaste for the film? Okay. No, no, I don't know what gave you the impression that I don't like the film, you know. Uh. <laughs> This is this is not the time to turn back and get scared of Twitter. <laughs> just just an 800 word review, then nothing else. No, no, I, I, my favorite stuff: mass mass filmmaking, uh, punch dialogue. Uh, you know, all all my favorite hero entry, hero entries. So many of them. Everyone oh, gets wow. entry, really, not only the heroes. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll give you the short version, which does not, which leads yeah. us up till the spoilery part. And then we'll, I think, fairly quickly spoil the thing and then get to discussing yeah. that also. But I'll, I'll leave that out for now. So the film starts in this village on the, I'm guessing, Indochina border. And um, uh, basically, there is a... a uh, a comatose man bandaged and the village is under attack and uh, at the right moment or not exactly the right moment because a lot of people are killed before that but like at some point that man wakes up and uh, he uh, single-handedly sort of saves the village from the army some foreign army probably Chinese army that is attacking uh, the village and uh, that uh, is revealed to be uh, uh, Shah Rukh Khan. Uh, right now, we don't know his name because uh, he asks, "Who am I?" And there's the uh, the title Shah Rukh Khan lands up on screen, which is like quite a moment. Uh, then we fast forward about 30 years, uh, and on the Mumbai Metro, there's a hijacking. Uh, an all-female hit squad. Uh, takes uh, like a compartment hostage and uh, their ringleader turns out to be uh, another Shahrukh wearing, you know, a bandage on his head and that is removed to reveal a bald head and uh, bald Shahrukh then proceeds to shoot one of the passengers and getting the attention of the police and the authorities 
who are uh, the person negotiating him is Narmada, who's played by Nayantara. Uh, he asks for, I think, 40,000 crores. Is, is, am yeah. I getting that right? 40,000 crores. Yeah. And... Um, well, I mean, uh, it, it turns out that there are, um, you know, his his intentions are the, you know, not bad. He's not a terrorist. He's actually a Robin Hood kind of figure uh, who's redistributing uh, ill-gotten money to the poor. And then we see a few other um, uh, 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 sort of missions that he goes on with this group of women who are shown to be inmates in this um, all women prison of which the jailer is tada shahrukh khan again except this time he's clean shaven and he's called azad whereas the guy in the train uh, identified himself as vikram rathod so that pretty much kind of i mean with a lot of other stuff takes us up to half time so uh, yeah um, ishita what did you kind of make of uh, the let's say like the early early moments like by, uh, the introduction first of all and then like the series of other introductions uh, hi i to i was very short of like clapping and standing up and i thought it would be a little disgraceful also because raul was sitting behind me and i thought he would just abandon me but uh, it really helps that Atli is really in love with Shah Rukh Khan as much as I am or we are generally. Like, you know, he almost very seductively shoots him. Like, the camera is on on his mouth a lot of times. Uh, it's on his chest. And you feel like here is a filmmaker who is really in love with... There's a lot of reverie, so there's also a lot of love. And uh, the uh, Shah Rukh's entry scenes and Anirudh's that uh, whistle... Don't really got to me. I feel like the pre-interval entry scene is probably the best I have seen for a hero. I think, you know, it just kind of puts uh, Rithik's war entry scene a little pale. <laughs> yeah, so that is what I felt. Wow. Okay, uh, that's, that's, that might that's hurt. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, it's uh, war is a perfectly adequate comparison because that's exactly what came to my mind as well. The the sort of sort of uh, homoeroticism or eroticism with which he shot, uh, especially by a male director, uh, is hmm. you know I'm not, I'm usually uh, as I said you know I'm I'm usually not a big fan of the fact that when superstars work um, in films like this, where where the directors and the writers or whatever are obvious fans of the superstar. Uh, hmm. the reference becomes a little grating right we've been seeing that for the last 10 or 20 years in in which all these superstars hijack uh, the voices of the filmmakers and make it their own but i feel like it worked in the best possible sense at least for me or till the till the half time point and for those listening you know we are going to be discussing spoilers so if you haven't watched it please like do not uh, blame us later do not try to kill us uh, <laughs> the, the interval point that uh, uh, and just a little note before we go forward also, before we uh, start talking about the post-interval portions and what we tend to make of it in general as a film. Um, I, um, I I was, I mean, it's no surprise, that it's, it's no secret that I really uh, enjoyed the film. And we were supposed to go watch it the second time and I had booked tickets very excitedly yesterday uh, for, uh, for me, Ishita and uh, even my mother who wanted to watch it the first time. And we were supposed to go on a Saturday, which is today. 
and uh, i find out today that uh, today morning i find out that it was actually friday morning tickets that i booked so i just uh, donated 770 rupees to shahrukhan's box office collections three seats uh, that's how much i love the film and that's how disoriented i was after watching the film that i made the 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 mistake that i've always had nightmares about thank god it wasn't a flight it was only a movie ticket but uh, just to give you an idea of what mental space i was in for the last few days how uh, how early was your show like uh, i'm assuming you watched it like early on thursday yeah. uh, because was, there were no uh, previews. yeah there were no previews so it was at 6:30 uh and you know you usually expect 6:30 pvr to be 7 pvr because you know how it is hmm. a bunch of ads doesn't look trailers maybe the new tiger film uh, and we that's how we even reached there you know just 5 minutes in advance we weren't in a hurry to get in we knew it would take a while but oh man this film just started on point no trailers no ads they were it was all business the theater was full at exactly 6:30 everyone was waiting there was a nervous anticipation of course the national anthem played and uh, nothing no trailers just the uh, straight away the uh, the film started and we didn't even know if it was you know yet another akshay kumar ad or something it was just it just straight away jumped into the northeast where the film starts and uh, which was very surprising because even the uh, even the interval was sort of very business like in the sense that it just it wasn't very long there were no trailers in between and as soon as uh, as soon as people sort of people lot of people just didn't leave the theater knowing that it's going to start immediately so it was a very strange experience in that sense i'm not used to watching big films like that in indian halls that's crazy i mean mine was a later show i was is like a 750 show and uh, it had the normal like 15 minutes of ads and and stuff like that but it was full like absolutely like chock full the earliest show i think the probably the earliest show in delhi i think maybe there oh. were some earlier ones but it looked like the earliest uh, one that i could find and uh, it was like buzzing as uh, nuts yeah. and uh, now we've kind of got used to it because things have gotten back on track but like Pathan was really the return of that kind of buzz to to uh, Indian films and theaters, like the theater viewing experience. And everyone was so surprised when it suddenly came back, you know, roaring with Pathan. Uh, mm. And now, I mean, yeah, Jawan, but Jawan was like on another level. Mm. Uh, you want to just uh, 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 tell them what happens like just before the interval, since we've anyways reached there, and. Mm. Uh, yeah and uh, just so, uh, then we'll move past it yeah okay we will move past it uh is <laughs> it do you want to talk about uh, what happened since you were really really invested in the pre interval uh, scene i remember in flashes uh, let me just <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's just atlee's direction <laughs> <laughs> okay Uh, b- before we start throwing pot shots ishita would you like to talk about <laughs> yes i would love to talk about it of how much i remember so here is sharukh khan who is obviously being beaten black and blue by this character who's played by ijaz khan and we see as usual and then you know the music comes in the background and i'm telling you how i felt my eyes were roving in the screen and i'm like someone is coming someone is coming and then we see someone like 
like uh, the legs of someone and i'm like i think it's vijay he's doing a cameo and then at some point a very 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 hot version of shahrukh khan comes uh, holding like a belt and uh, yeah and i think uh, there was a girl behind me who gasped and and she was like just kill me and i was like yes <laughs> and the sega you forgot the sega there was yes i'm sorry i as, as i said it, it's all in flashes uh, he was also smoking a cigar and i uh, i don't remember seeing shahrukh like uh, uh, smoking like this on screen i mean we all know he's a heavy smoker but he was just like really relishing uh, you know the the sight of him smoking and i think it just visually changed the air like i didn't have to be in that room to know that something has changed hmm. okay yeah so that yeah. had happened <clears throat> yeah that's uh, so to put uh, ishita's uh, <laughs> to put ishita's last into context <laughs> let's talk about what it actually meant basically yeah um, shahrukh khan a second shahrukh khan shows up uh, pre interval Uh, uh of course you know like a older version probably late 50s uh, sort of a gi joe character almost smoking a cigar and this very grizzled uh, gray hair and a beard and he comes and rescues azad and we find out soon enough uh, as most of us knew after watching the trailer that uh, this shahrukh khan is vikram rator he is the father of azad who perished in that northeastern village that uday spoke about at the first scene of the film who was supposed to have perished there Uh, and who came back to life there to rescue that village uh, i thought it was a neat touch that it was somewhere on the indo china border which is uh, which uh, maybe uday will hate to hear this but uh, more political than uh, than we read imagine it is uh, vikram rator uh, sort of spends uh, of course the second half of the film is about vikram rator's lost memory and how he gets his mem- memory back that you know he knows he senses that azad is his son but he doesn't feel anything towards him it's a very classic uh, uh, sort of old school formula and uh, and it's about azad continuing his vigilantism with his uh, hit squad of six women and uh, going and sort of um, coming up against this billionaire villain played played very in a very fun way by vijay setupati who's more or less playing a, a version of uh, of uh, a lot of billionaires who pretty much fund the government here uh, it it uh, it's basically azad the sort of uh, uh, father and son joining hands for the rest of the film and it's it's just one bunch after as uday said you know and as uday sort of didn't say but uh, almost more it's a bunch of uh, um, entry moments so to say for the next one or one and a half hours uh, i got a lot of satisfaction from it and uh, i i talking about that pre interval moment again uh, ishita convinced me that it's going that silhouette that we see is actually vijay and i am very annoyed about that because i had a sense i had a very obvious sense that it's of course it's going to be shahrukh khan of course it's going to be a double role because you know he's he's so full of himself but uh, but yeah by the so by the time he actually came into vision I, it was a pleasant surprise that you know this is uh, uh, of course the father son moments going to come in the end where he, he gets delivers that very famous dialogue which is um obviously very personal to him um and uh, there's there no big surprises except a superstar not a superstar star cameo to the end of the film by by sanjay dat which which just felt like a footnote basically in the whole thing uh, the plot in the end sort of revolves around uh, azad or one of the shahrukh khans basically imploring the country to vote better uh, for the next 5 years and to not vote in and to be more responsible 
citizens and to sort of uh, not vote in a government that has given them all the problems that have forced them to become vigilantes. And all of them have a sad backstory, of course, all the women in his squad. And um, it's basically him just talking directly to the screen in one of um, the weirdest part for me, also a very moving monologue, uh, which reminded me of Firbi Dila Hindustani towards the end of the film. So that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it as far as the specifics go. Uh, Uday, you have the license to destroy. Uh, let me start with those flashbacks because they very much annoyed me. Uh, we get like three or four of them um, uh, of, um, we get like, I think two of the women, their flashbacks, and then we get, of course, a flashback for uh, uh, for Vikram himself um, uh, and uh, how Azad was born and all that. But the women's flashbacks, you know what they reminded me of? You know, the, you know that scene in Three Idiots where... Uh, uh, the black where, and white flashback. Yeah, the black and white, the Sharman Joshi parent yeah, scene, yeah. you know, where he's parodying the, you know, old films. It, it felt to me like that, mm-hmm. except this is not self-aware. It's actually like playing it for like big yeah. emotion. So it's just like farmer suicide and uh, children dying and uh, just the worst kind of stuff, but presented so, uh, I mean, it's just so unsubtle. It's so obvious what is happening out there. It's just like I was groaning through those flashbacks. They killed me, man. And another thing was that whenever we come out of one of those flashbacks, each one of the girls is crying. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not just that, you know, they spoon feed us during the flashback. It's that, you know, you know, uh, the, like we, they have to show that everyone is so moved that they've probably heard this story like hundreds of times, given that they've all come up together in this prison. But no, each time it's told, apparently each one of them will start crying. It's, it's that moving to them. It's just, it drove me nuts. So I I sense I sense in your tone the frustration of me when I talk about a lot of like for example if we had to talk about Gadar too I'm pretty sure this would have been the exact frustration that I was conveying which makes me also curious about why I mean what you're saying is absolutely accurate the way the flashbacks were treated the in the filmmaking in general you know like the the very sort of Tamil way of rushing through things through the masala to get to the punches basically. Uh, which we've seen in a bunch of South Indian and North Indian actioners for the longest time. Uh, Ishita, why do you think that these very obvious, um, these very obvious drops in aesthetic and this very obvious flaws that even Uday is speaking about here, especially the tears, which even I and I felt very squirmish when these scenes were going on, saying, you know what, get on with it, just bring in Shah Rukh Khan again, stop with all this. Uh, and we were in a hurry mm. to get to the next scene. Why do you think it didn't affect us this much while watching a film like Jawan? Because normally even we tend to be very anal about these things and these things immediately put us off and give us enough fodder to criticize the film. And even though we noticed it here, these exact things that we hate in other films, why do you think it did not affect our perception here? Yeah, I've been thinking about this uh, more so because I think when we when I was talking about Gadar, I, I think one of my biggest grouse, I mean, among everything else, was that how dated the filmmaking was. And uh, here also, if you notice that um, 
it's you know jawan is very basic in in every way possible like as uday said that the strokes are extremely broad everyone like there are one one flash of tear on everyone's eyes uh, whenever some soap story happens in the background things are like huddling all the time uh, you know how uh, the the monologue at the end unfolds it's very similar to firbi dil hindustani as you said but i also feel like uh, you know the the new the the new era of shahrukh khan if you say that with pathan and with jawan uh, he is somehow very um, very carefully and very persistently he is also doing his brand of uh, patriotism nationalism uh, in in a sort of continuation of what he used to do with firbi Uh, or you know other films like swades or anything and um, but they don't come across as dated for me because you know the world around us has changed and somehow sharukh uh, sharukh khan through his films is completely disregarding the change like for example uh, you know the the way the prime minister is is depicted in the film is is the most unembellished portrait of the head of the state so to say in recent times but you know this uh, like Six years later, it we wouldn't ha- it wouldn't have mattered to us, but a lot changed in these six years. Uh, so I feel like you know what becomes dated for a film like Gadar becomes almost rebellious for a Shah Rukh Khan film. Like he is absolutely disregarding the change that has happened in the country. Like and by doing that, he is posing a bigger commentary on it. Mm-hmm. You know because the way he is saying that vote uh, for the right government, he has done that. in many many films before and on paper he's basically just doing it again but you know in the because he is still doing it is what is becoming so rebellious you know and that is why i feel the broader moments also landed for me because the uh, i mean because you know we, the world has somehow changed the films we have we see they have changed and uh, it's it's very touching to see shahrukh khan uh, going about doing uh, what he used to do because now that it uh, it's not laziness anymore you know it's almost brave hmm. um there as far as uh, i think we did the pathan podcast way back in the year and i remember that we sort of more or less i guess like the same things and also our criticisms of that film was quite similar to something like uh, like this film basically and um, of course it was a comeback of shahrukh khan after a long time so you know the it, it sort of landed harder in that sense and as you mm. said it was also the comeback of big screen entertainment so the context was broader um what what do you think has changed between pathan and jawan and why do you think that the same context did not work for you in this film because where does the commentary begin and the filmmaking end for you because for a lot of us i'll admit it you know it's not like i think it's great filmmaking neither was pathan neither is gadar to neither none of these films are great filmmaking a lot of it is mediocre and terrible in times at times but as ichita said it's obviously about how the timing and the context and the the sort of times we live in so this this habit of looking at a film like this especially action films in a particular environment in the particular era we live in for someone like you how does that work and how does that change change when it comes to jawan hmm i know i've been asking myself that actually uh, because i really did like pathan and i still like pathan even though there are like you know glaring problems with it and it's just you know uh, it is a very silly film uh, at heart but um, i guess it had like a self awareness to it 
uh, which like these YRF films do have, like the action films. Uh, uh, there's a, a, a slight winking quality to the thing. Uh, and uh, Jawan, uh, for better or for worse, is more sincere because they kind of play it a bit more straight-faced, the, the kind of exaggerated uh, nature of it. And uh, which actually brings me to the, the, the question of Atlee. I, I don't I, I just don't think he is for me. I, 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 I've seen a couple of his Tamil films. I have had the exact same reaction that I had to Jawan with them. And they're very similar. They have like double role, triple roles, bleeding heart stuff, absolutely like blatant sentimentalism uh, and all the things that annoyed me here are there in his earlier films, which are, by the way, massive hits. And I think they work better because, you know, if you're making films in that uh, idiom and the language is is that and the stars are, are, are of that idiom, it just works better. You know, so Vijay in Tamil doing an Atli film, I feel is even though I don't like it much. I still, you know, it it still has a rhythm that feels natural. Out here, I felt that, A, I don't, I just don't, like, I, I just don't, I'm not on Atlee's level. There's, there's, there's just a mismatch there. It's just, he gives me no pleasure. But also, I, I feel like this is, this is for certain the most uh, 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 South uh, or Tamil slash Telugu, kind of film which Shah Rukh has done ever. I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, in the There were bits of Chennai Express that felt like, you know, felt like that. But this has, this is not actually, I feel, adjusting his style. I think this is Shah Rukh fitting himself into Atli's world and, and that kind of rhythm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like the start, stop action. I don't like I feel like this was a two-hour film, which just because of slow motion became like a three-hour film. Uh, it's uh, I don't like the uh, the the like sort of chaotic cutting of it. That suddenly you're in the middle of the scene, suddenly you're somewhere else, then you're back, and like there are like eight cuts to do like a simple like short reverse shot. Uh, it's just those things kind of they they're not my cup of tea. And uh, I think it just coincided with the biggest film of the year and a Shah Rukh film. So, yeah, uh, which is why I'm kind of uh, uh, getting uh, brick bats for the review. But uh, uh, I wanted to, if I can, go just on, wanted on. to ask something. So I, I like this uh, double, triple role and all. So I just wanted to um, understand that, you know, how this uh, format, which obviously is very athletes, but for me, I felt in Jawan it kind of fit in with the with whatever Shah Rukh has become or has gone through, you know, with all his 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 son getting arrested and everything. So did did that work for you at all? Because I feel that is what worked for me that the style of the filmmaker kind of married with the persona of the actor. I'm assuming that did not work for you. No, it in in theory it did. I like what hmm. they did with that. I I that's my in like the the idea of that is my still my favorite part of the film the idea of like the father coming to the defense of the son and embarrassing mm-hmm. politicians and the authorities and like you know that that is 
like it's it's clear what they're doing there and i i think it's brave of them to do that mm. even you know and uh, i like that in theory in practice i had a problem because i don't think they had the courage to make older sharuk look like properly old and mm. uh, i think they wanted two cool sharuks uh, mm. and uh, you know who wouldn't so i can't blame them exactly but for me like you know my idea of doing this kind of thing right is like shankar and indian in which the older kamalhasan looks like 100 years old and mm-hmm. the younger one looks like kamalhasan and you oh. know it's just uh, they they just compromise they're like one guy will be cool the other guy is going to be lethal and very very old but out here i think they wanted both so and it's like it's not there weren't really too many differences this older guy is a bit doddering because his memory is gone but basically they're the same sharuk to me i didn't see any much difference between the two persona so i feel like had they been differentiated more i would have you know i think i i, I would have bought it more in practice in theory i do like the idea father son <clears throat> i actually um, i actually i mean i'm quite amazed by the fact that you're able to sort of distinguish between theory and uh you know practice basically what we see on screen and the idea behind it because um, because i think in this kind of setting in this kind of environment where hindi cinema is at right now um and i often think about it myself you know like how much should we admire the idea behind a film compared to the execution of it does it land as, on the screen um as a story or as that medium uh then say the progressive politics or the angry politics behind it in this the anti establishment rage for me also i felt like the same as ishita you know it sort of married at least filmmaking and i don't care it was atli you know it could have been any other director from the south and it just so happens to be atli here and uh, you know for me of course i'm not watched enough of atli's uh, cinema uh, but the fact that sharuk could you know get personal through it and he could make his political statement his angriness Uh, show through at least filmmaking and i'm i hate slow motion i hate the masala i hate this mass filmmaking that people go on and on and on about which i never really understood but for the first time i found myself thinking that if there had to be those terms those much abused terms by so many commentators so many critics so many audiences uh, if they if it ever had a place it was here in sharukh khan sort of world uh, in in this world where it takes like 10 minutes to stage a scene that should have taken 1 minute to stage and letting us sort of absorb the enormity of a superstar making his rage very public and and i get it and i i like the fact that you're able to distinguish between that idea which is very which is very even which is very clear to even those who dislike the film um and that's not to say that nobody understood the context i think everyone who's been Uh, on the internet for the last two or three or four years, understands where Shahrukh Khan is coming from. So mm. I keep wondering that where does like do we do say critics like Ishita and me and others who like the film maybe we get carried away by the context uh, within which this film exists and we let the context define our reading of the film or is it that? the people who dislike the film i mean that's the obvious conflict is it the people who dislike the film are not acknowledging the the sort of the magnitude of what is being done with this film in context of hindi cinema and i i have to address the elephant in the room here which is basically the south discourse right now 
and uh, which is basically saying of course at least been doing this for every such a mediocre filmmaker oh finally the north people and the bollywood people are exposed to south masala and south mass this is very average for us for us it's just another film but <laughs> you know it has to be said here and while i absolutely acknowledge where they are coming from and which is very legitimate saying okay you haven't watched at least film you haven't watched enough south masala but this is everyday shit for us but you are also then discounting the fact that it is a bollywood superstar who is doing your who is taking so to say south masala and making it his own in a very very um, different way from say south superstars do and, and by that i mean the obvious way in which shahrukh khan has used has expressed himself through this film we saw it happen in patan and i think the reason a lot of us liked it, it is because it was subtle and indirect compared to something like this it was very direct it was very on the nose it was very um, it was very pissed off and he, it's almost like he didn't have the patience to be subtle anymore and patan was a good little baby step into this space that he wanted to take but the south discourse also comes from a space of basically not acknowledging the fact that bollywood and in general all cinema that's happening north of that region has basically existed in a bubble where um, where we are basically ruled we are ruled by the political right and conservatism rules and it has defined bollywood for the last 3 or 4 years so for us to see something like this is very different the, to see this old fashioned anti establishment 70s film is very different from them seeing it day to day because the left rules in the south and so for them they might just normalize the fact that liberal filmmaking is happens day in and day out so they can actually judge what it takes they can actually judge the craft and say you know what this Uh, the the message was great very progressive yeah but the craft was terrible but for people like us i feel what's happening here is because of the fact that you know there is no um, we are ruled by the bjp here and the, even bollywood is pretty much run by those forces right now uh, just to see something like this has a very different context because if we were like the south and had not even one bjp ruled state it would have been probably normalized in a region like this but uh, it it's as simple as that and like when when i was thinking of that and when i was thinking of why i'm not being able to sort of maybe separate theory from execution and the execution for me worked i'm not going to backtrack from that but even if i had to um, this is what i keep thinking that this is why patan worked this is why this worked this is why gadar 2 did not work for some of us um, so I, i think that context of where we are north of the south uh, that matters and i hope you know the, i hope there's acknowledgement of that because there's this very sort of annoying south tendency to dismiss uh, and to sort of look down upon the discourse that's happening anywhere not there and say that you know you guys don't get it this is very this is very average uh, i think the context is very important for us i I'd, i'd agree with that simply because uh, you know it's just i mean if you look at the politics of this film for from hindi film levels it's like way more political than you know than than any hindi film really gets if you compare it to like say sarpata parambrai or karnan or uh, kala or something like that or uh, kamati padam uh, it's it, it i don't think it has that edge it's not mm-hmm. as pointed it's not as specific it doesn't like it doesn't really you know it, it's it's not that hard hitting i feel but those films have they've already they have a base of like uh, yeah. you know, social and political 
thing, you know, um, uh, commentary in their films that has largely gone missing from Hindi cinema, or it's tilted very far uh, to the right. So, you know, even this seems like a lot of outspokenness. So, yeah, that context is very important, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, you know, we're talking about an industry which basically took a film like Sarat and completely, like, took away the anger, uh, angle of it and, and sanitized it. So, uh, uh, I feel like Jawan being as brazen as it was might seem uh, not much to people who do not follow the discourse that we have been or have been part of or, or being forced to witness. But if you see it in context, it's 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 a huge deal, you know, because I, I was just thinking that, you know, uh, lesser actors have like, you know, their careers have ended uh, mm. for taking a stance, uh, you know, not even, you know, what Shah Rukh has done. And here is like, you know, a 57-year-old Muslim superstar whose son was, uh, you know, uh, attacked, jailed. And, and, you know, every, almost every day there are like uh, on social media, something or the other about him is floated. And he is literally looking at you in the eye and saying, you know, like, do better, like, vote better, don't, you know, just don't vote uh, on the basis of caste, religion. And these are the things we know, but I feel like we somehow have, uh, the uh, Hindi films have have uh, inducted us into some collective amnesia, where uh, religion and a specific color of nationality became the most important thing. And here was Shahrukh just reminding us the way it used to be. So, yeah, it's it's a big deal. Like, I was very, very moved, you know, I, I, like, because I, we haven't seen this for so long. Yeah, and, and I'd, I'd sort of extend that and that point and basically say that, that that that's precisely the reason it's moving for, I think, a lot of us who like the film here. Um, and and I've heard this time and again over the last few days saying, you know, the discourse is very different everywhere in different parts of the country and it should be you know because see i i cannot blame a lot of the discourse coming from the south because it's it go, it's the same yardstick that we get amazed by the socio-political uh sort of uh, the sheer complexity with with their films are crafted all the films you named right now there and all of us and the way the north critics or i mean for lack of a better word i'm calling bombay north also but the way the critics here in this part of the country react to South films and have been seduced by the Malayalam films and the big, uh, you know, the large-scale Tamil and the Telugu films over the last three or four years, the overreaction of the North critics and them going absolutely overboard and acting like no other films except the South exists, I totally get that because it's the same yardstick. It's because we have been um, absolutely desensitized here and because we have been, all these parameters have been taken away from our filmmaking, we obviously tend to react to the South films, to the kind of cinema that's been happening for the last decade there very differently. We we very rightfully think that that is at another level, that the bar is so high there that uh, we can't even dream of reaching that. So when a film like this comes in, which is basically sort of the origins are Bollywood, the origins are Hindi cinema, even though it's technically a pan-Indian film, which was just on paper, um, you know, it, it's important to own that identity, you know, no matter how the film is. I feel like, of course, I can't look at it in isolation and say, you know, that's bad filmmaking, that is a terrible craft, and it has a lot of bad moments. But uh, it's all about that balance as a human mind, how you want to accept it, like how you want to take it, whether whether Shah Rukh Khan's courage is enough for you, for the film to work for you or not, whether it, it being a Hindi film that is 
very proudly brazen about the fact that right forces have destroyed Bollywood in the last five years, destroyed the container. Yes, uh, you know, why not? I'll take it. But and, and that's the thing. And that's the reason I think uh, a lot of us admire and go overboard about the films uh, from that region, especially Malayalam films, and who are so casual about their politics, who are so casual about how liberal, uh, how, how liberal living is sort of part of everyday life there, which I don't think it is here anymore. And, you know, even websites um, shy away here from mentioning uh, phrases like Kashmir files and Kerala story or Hinduism or Muslim. I know, I know the websites I write for are scared of that. Uh, and I know that they go through filtering processes because they're scared of that and they don't want to be attacked online. And because all of the right forces are sort of ruled by mostly uh, sort of el fringe elements of Bollywood itself. So, all the all these things come to sort of flood our heads when we watch a film like this and that's why there were times when i was almost choked up with the fact that at least there is one superstar that is still you know not really i won't say he's making a political statement but for him i feel like it's personal and that's why he's also doing it maybe because a lot of the other political hindi films that are being made or have been made are not as personal not as intimate not as like not as angry because they come from a very social messaging space i don't think this was a social message film so much as it was like almost auto fictional for shahrukh and political is part of his Thatcher, uh, his persona, whether he likes it or not, he is a political figure, he's a cultural figure. So he had to be sort of brazen about it. And that's, I guess that's something that really worked for me in this film. And that's why I will always sort of defend a film like this, uh, say, compared to like a Gadar 2. Let me do a short drive-by and then uh, talk about something that I liked. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, a little bit of the plot that we missed in between is that uh, Azad, who you know is the the clean-shaven uh, uh, warden or jailer um, uh, that um, who is secretly doing all the uh, kidnappings and the wealth redistribution. Uh, he is uh, being pursued by uh, Nantara's cop uh, Narmada and. Uh, uh, while she is doing that, uh, and she doesn't obviously know what he looks like at that point, her daughter randomly just turns up at uh, Azad's home one day and uh, uh, basically asks whether he's interested in uh, meeting her mom and uh, then possibly getting married. And uh, they meet and uh, in one very awkward meeting, they kind of decide that they're going to get married. There's the Chalaya song and uh, and then, you know, and, and that's it. They're basically married after that. But then like things go sour very quickly. Uh, so uh, I, I just want to say that I think Nantara and Shahrukh were a terrible couple. I think they had absolutely no chemistry. People might tell me that that is the point because she is marrying for the sake of her daughter. She says as much, so fine. But I don't think the film intended them to have bad chemistry. I think it just turned out like that. But anyways, you guys can um, correct me on that. <laughs> but I just wanted to also talk about Deepika, uh, who turns up as uh, the older Shahrukh, the dad Shahrukh's uh, uh, wife. And uh, she has obviously so much chemistry with Shahrukh Khan and she has like a 10 minute 
uh, cameo in the thing in which she does mud wrestling with him in the rain mm-hmm. and then they have a song and then you know then she dies but uh, but uh, in, just in that time they have such beautiful chemistry and those 10 minutes of the film were absolutely the most moving uh, for me much more than the older and younger sharuks uh, meeting each other i really mm-hmm. like that cameo yeah why do you same but how come how how did that portion work for you so much i don't know <laughs> i think <laughs> i was just i think i was just relieved to see deepika since <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we i i think we were discussing ishita and me that deepika can have chemistry with the air right now like she is honest like she just the way she looks at anyone in the frame that uh, that yeah she felt like uh, she felt almost like the biggest superstar in the film in that 10 minute role the way she even went about it even though it was a very cliched character so to say and it was like rushed through it was uh, something to behold yeah i feel like give that woman glycerine and she would like own the world like hmm. she's a great crier and she i think she knows that so she was unlike caro unlike sharuk yeah who is a terrible crier yeah true yeah yeah there were i mean so, there were times when the azad was the azad character was as when as even uday you mentioned that when whenever you're coming back from a flashback and everyone is in tears that azad character does that very terrible sharuk habit of pursing his lips and crying which has not worked i don't know why no director has ever slapped him and told him that stop since chakna you've been doing it no actually i have studied this just stop doing it like just cry like a normal human being <laughs> now you're getting a bit carried away, I must say. Oh, But, God, that was uh, annoying. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to bring up something, and I wanted to know both your opinions on it. So you know, like uh, both in Pathan and here, I feel like Shahrukh is obviously uh, not playing a Muslim character. He is also not playing uh, anyone who you can like literally um, like uh, trace the lineage not, of. Right? Like, I mean, the the. point is that i mean is it is it ever revealed because like there's all that yeah exactly exactly right so you know even in pathan there's a moment when dipika asks him that you know where were you born and he said i was found in a in a theater and your hmm. two his name is like azad so hmm. uh, what do you all make of it because i feel there was a point uh, uh, look sharuk really played very visibly muslim characters you know like really owned the identity of it and now at this point he he I, but i don't see it as a retreat i feel like uh, he's not retreating from it i feel he's expanding the identity of what it means to be an indian at this moment uh, but i really want to know both your opinions on it like do you, do you see a shift in in the way he's continuously not uh, you know being a, uh, like a, a nationality or you know you can't pin your uh, finger on rahul please take that one <laughs> i would i would love to know what you think <laughs> i'll say that in pathan it it leads up to that really cool line that mere desh ne meri parvarish ki which is uh, which is just such a a good outcome of of asking like the the question like what is your upbringing and then him saying that like that that line is still like reverberating in my head like uh, yeah. eight months after pathan so i think it worked out really well out there um i mean this is 
the idea of of like having these sort of neutral identities is i guess twofold because you avoid the the probably unwanted layer of discourse of like are you playing uh, if you're playing a muslim character you know acha what does this say about mm. muslims in india mm. today? that you know mm-hmm. it wouldn't be so much if it was a hindu character then it would just be like oh he's just playing another hindu character but if it's like a visibly you know like a identified as muslim character then there'd just be that extra layer of discourse and i don't think these films mm-hmm. want it i i don't mm-hmm. think these films can deal with that frankly that you know that level of scrutiny uh they cannot so i mean they're kind of slightly you know silly films and i don't think they have that level of seriousness so it's just i think good sense to do it like right. this hmm. i agree because even rise uh, was that right like it was hmm. just him really owning the muslim identity uh, and you know for whatever reason that film had like a sort of mixed reception you know and in that sense i I've never thought much about whether he's playing like even Chuck there which is one of his most famous performances he's literally playing a character that people accused him of being as a superstar years later you know like people kept mm. trolling him for being a sort of uh, a very outspoken muslim person in this country but uh, I guess it could be the fact that they burned their fingers earlier and uh, but it it can as as we say you know we tend to rationalize things when we like them like this film we've rationalized a lot of rubbish that happens in it we've we also rationalized the fact that sharukh is probably expanding the idea of secularism in a democracy or the fact that a muslim man can play a hindu character hindu man can play a muslim character without really caring about whether it's a silly film whether it's a serious film uh, the fact that anyone can play anyone because that's something he keeps uh, that's something at least that's consistent in his films messaging whether he's playing a muslim character or hindu one and in both pathan and it's sort of agnostic almost i don't think he's owning any identity he's just owning his identity as an indian which mm-hmm. i think is a very uh, i think as ishita even you put really nicely in your review it's it's also it's that idea it's that very um, sort of vintage idea of india that we have forgotten because of how aggressive our cinema has gotten or our bollywood has gotten in the last 10 or less 8 or 10 years since since the right leaning government has come in and uh, because of that i think the fact that he plays say even here like a jailer of a women's jail that has been brought up by a single mother that he has been like and and we know for a fact that you know even in his personal life he had sisters he was brought up by you know his grandmother uh, stuff like that the fact that he owns all these very vintage concepts of india Uh, or not only india of a democracy in general it just happens to be that we live in india right now but um, i find that like and i'm not a fan of you know sort of hanging on to the past and hanging on to hmm. uh, sort of outdated ideas of politics and democracy but i think in our case it's necessary because the the present and the future is more weaponized than the past was and the past in this case in a rare case is actually the nice part and the 90s mm. in which most of us grew up in in the 80s and 90s and 2000s i think that was a more innocent time for nationalism for patriotism for the what for the what the flag meant for what national anthems meant when we stood up in theaters for um, for a lot of these things for the for the word saffron uh, when did it become a slur when did it become such a provocative word so mm. this obviously signals a time beyond like before that 
and i think yeah i mean yeah I, for those who haven't sort of read uh, our reviews do read ichita's review it's, it's one of my favorites uh, as far as this particular concept of india is uh, is concerned what yeah. did you guys think of the um, uh, of the evms and the scene where sharukh mm-hmm. sort of addresses the uh, the audience yeah. at that point like what what were your reactions then did it kind of sit well with you Yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, so when you know when they were basically putting it in the jail, in my head I'm like, okay, I get it. Like you know, democracy in jail. You can also extend the reading, but the thing is that because Sharuk ha- ha- uh, has become who he is, every action of his is now pregnant with a metaphor. So I felt like, okay, maybe it means that the activists are in jail, the real democracy of India is in jail, and I, in my head I'm like, that's how far he will go. and then he looked you know and he took off his mask and and uh, like we were talking about how azad is the character who is uh, sharukh's on screen persona he cries with his lip you know trembling his lips so he is basically who sharukh is right and that character was looking to us and saying that you know just you know you know next time when when a government comes to you know go ask you for vote tell them ask them what did they do for you and i felt it was it was the most moving Uh, a moment for me this year i'll go on out on a limb and say that because you know it's it's very distressing uh, to watch the discourse to to be a passive bystander to what is happening day in and day out and i feel like it's it, it at that moment it felt like we all had an ally that we you know that there's someone out there and, and that someone is like the biggest superstar we have who is still uh, you know who is still believing in the right and he is not making any bones like there is literally uh, no nuance to what he is doing he is putting it very straight and i feel that at this point in time we need that kind of brazenness so it really worked for me a lot yeah um Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with every word you said. Even hearing that makes me emotional, honestly. But, um, but yeah, that's that. That EVM, the entire EVM part. First of all, I didn't see that coming. I thought they're going to like obviously steal something like gold or money, which normally a lot of these films do, the Robin Hood team films do. Um, and the fact that they went like one step more direct and said, you know what, we are just going to. uh shine a spotlight on the fact that you can actually vote in a proper government so you need evm for that so we are going to steal the evm and put it in jail which is basically a great metaphor for the democracy so uh, i i like the again you know i i love the fact the monologue worked for me uh first of all i didn't see it coming and i'm not going to pretend that these monologues didn't exist before this okay uh we've seen it in hindi cinema we've seen it in all indian cinema in general we've seen social dramas do this time and again but the timing is what matters right how how relevant it is right now is very different from how relevant it was in 1999 or 2000 when phir bhi dil hindustani came or when swadesh came or when chakte came uh, or when even you know shankar's uh, uh, the the anil kapoor nayak came which was a very politically a astute film for its time and actually was almost prescient in what would happen a year or two mm. later um mm-hmm. the fact that all those films released in that india was very different from text and which is why this keeps going on in my head when these films and series scenes i can't divorce it from the context from the timing from where we are right now because a lot of our anger is uh, is derived as as jeshita said from you know this passive bystander sort of role that all of us have been reduced to and we we consume too much information whether we like it or not and it drives up, up uh, us up the wall a lot of some of us are better at compartmentalizing 
uh, which I'm guessing a lot of journalists are because it's their job to sort of, uh, uh, you know, sort of um, go through information like that. But uh, I think for someone like me who is basically only reviewing films, writing about films, uh, seeing sort of India through the films and seeing India through the life outside, um, it, it's all this adds up to sort of make you more emotional when you see scenes like this. And I think that's why it worked. Of course, the execution was very obvious, very direct, and I won't say it was great. But uh, as Ishita said, I think the symbolism of the scene, uh, especially in a Shah Rukh Khan film in 2023, is stronger than the execution of the scene. Which is why, you know, even Uday, I was asking you how, if that urgency affects you, um, how it doesn't affect you as much as, say, you know, some, uh, as it did maybe when Pathan released. Uh, and I guess you, you know, you said that the at least style of filmmaking doesn't really work, but uh, for you, uh, mm. but that urgency is a very, um, it's such a elemental part of us right now. The mm. because of what we see going on around, I'm I'm actually curious as to how you weren't moved by that scene, or <laughs> wow. whether you were. Yeah. Or <laughs> I mean, one one reason, of course, is that I'm dead inside. So. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't want to be rude, but okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Is, that's, I mean, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, disclaimer. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, I don't know, actually, because Pathan really doesn't go out on a limb like this yeah. film uh, in, in any way. But... Um, it's just right again i come back to the you know mere desh ne meri parvarish ki just it mm. it has such poetry that line and it's so uh, retro and yet it's so perfect and it hits so well in that moment there's not a single line in this film except the bab beta line which is just i mean it's a it's a solid line but uh, it doesn't have any like it it doesn't have a poetry to it uh, and uh, it's just, I guess I was missing that. And uh, I don't know, it's just like if something turns off in me when things are just so uh, so blatantly done that mm. it kind of, uh, I, I find it difficult to take in uh, the symbolism, uh, which is uh, considerable. I, 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 I absolutely agree with everything uh, Ishita and you said. I, I, I think it's absolutely correct. And it's it's definitely a film going out on a limb and taking a chance and all that. It's not, it couldn't have been too easy to like to green light all these decisions. Uh, even if you say that like, sure, this is, you know, coming, uh, this is like a director from Tamil Nadu and, uh, you know, so they, they can, af- you know, maybe afford to be like a little more outspoken. Also, this is like, you know, this is Shah Rukh and Deepika and all, and they have to keep working. And yeah. uh, it's uh, it it does go out on a limb like that. So I mean I can I can understand why it would be affecting and uh, I, um, yeah no I mean I, I it just um, something in the way it's done prevented it from moving me. But uh, I again like I I feel like in theory I can appreciate these things a little better. Can we uh, can we just talk about the uh, what implications this might have in terms of like the mix of people who made it like uh, Tamil director 
Hindi star made in Hindi for a change, like not made simultaneously in different languages. So I don't even know, like, I mean, I guess it is a pan-India film in the sense that the talent is from all over India, but uh, it's not made in multiple languages. I think it's been dubbed in Tamil and Telugu and released hmm. there, but it is, but it is a Hindi film uh, in in that sense. And I think the uh, all the technical team is mostly from the south. Music is by Anirudh, uh, uh, whose uh, uh, works in in Tamil film. So, uh, but it's Shah Rukh Khan, and uh, it seems to be really working uh, very well. At the same time, it's uh, I, I feel like you know it's a sort of mixed, uh, like it's it's a someone working in a very different idiom. Uh, the the kind of uh, smoothness that they found say in streaming right now where they are combining talent from different parts of the country more seamlessly i think uh mm-hmm. doesn't seem to have arrived in film uh, till now uh, would you agree i i i for example i don't uh, I, I i think you guys liked setupati much better than i did i i thought he was like a i mm. i I wasn't very taken by him. Like he's done this kind of crazy villain thing so much better. Uh, yeah. In uh, Vikram, for example, he's like unbelievable there, and they even take that sort of thing where he's like uh, taking these pills and stuff and that mm. seems to have come from Vikram. And uh, I, I think out here it's just like uh, it's they've just he could be any crazy guy. It's just there's it's not an effective use of Setupati, and it, I don't blame him because the material is terrible. Like he doesn't have a single good line out here. Uh, whereas in something like Farzi, he's just so funny. Even though you know he's probably just saying those lines, like learning those lines phonetically and all that. Eshita. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bit biased towards Setupati. I feel like we put him anywhere, and I'll really watch him. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I get when people say like I've heard a lot of people say that that he's a bit underutilized in Jawan, but I um, I really um, I really liked his uh, unhingedness and you know they, we we have seen a lot of these uh, millionaire unhinged uh, antagonists at least in Hindi films too like Nawaz comes to mind from Kick, but I feel like there is something I think it's also the way Setupati says Hindi. You know, and it's a, it is a, he has a very straight face no matter what he says. Like if he's saying that I will kill you, he will also say that with a lot of benignness and an absolute zero uh, effort, which kind of works for me a lot. Like there is a moment when in the film when uh, Ijaz Khan was playing Setupati's brother, <laughs> Shahrukh has killed him, and he comes to the dead body Setupati and he was like, "To kya karu main? Aag laga do." And I'm like, what? Like, he's just, he, he has a very uh, nonchalance, you know, which really works uh, for me. So I, I really like watching him anyway. Like, I really enjoy the sight of him in, in anywhere. Yeah, so I quite liked him. Yeah, as, as far as the pan-Indian thing is concerned, I feel like, uh, I feel like, you know, you have to look at it as whether the pan-Indian sort of formula is more, uh, organic or is it more commercially driven? In shows like, I think in streaming so far, like in shows like A Family Man, where Rajan DK have sort of really made something out of it, I think it's more organic and it's it's not only so that audiences in different states in the South also watch this show. It is also because this narrative is driven by forces that uh, exist across the country. 
uh, I think here it's obviously on paper it is more commercial. Like it's it's quite obvious that it also wants this film to be like it's not just the fact that it's Atlee and the music director and the and and the technical crew is, is from the south. It, it, it's it's very easy to look at this as a Tamil film with Shahrukh Khan in it, or also mm. a Shahrukh Khan film directed by Atlee. You know, it's it's either way if you interchange both. it makes really it makes no difference which which also goes to say that it's a, it wants to earn money in the south because hindi films don't earn shit there and suddenly it's earning a couple of crores in in those states because of course who will want to watch a film uh, you know after the kind of films after the kind of sort of large scale uh, big budget films they've been watching for so long so i here it felt like purely opportunistic in that sense and i like the fact that you know i like vijay setupati in this i always like him but uh, I, I, you know, I, and Nayantara. I mean, Nayantara could have been there, couldn't have been there. It's quite obvious that it's a sort of a tokenistic. Uh, the casting is tokenistic in that sense. So, uh, you, you know, for me, that sort of thing doesn't. I, I'd have to agree with you there that you know it. It isn't like the streaming so far. This was. Uh, this was clearly driven by economics. Um, I want to now step in and ask the most important question. What are we thinking about Sharuk uh, in what I think is his daddy era? I think he is 57. Amitabh at 58 was doing Mohabbate. So, do you think that this action image that he has taken to so late in his career will reinvent, will perpetuate uh, the stardom of his, and also kind of pave the roadmap for a, a superstar who will remain relevant in his 60s? Because honestly, we don't have that. Like a superstar who is In, in late 50s and not and not and still being the protagonist, you know, because other others had moved to like character roles by then. I mean, I, I, I I'm I'm a little worried because <laughs> again, like if you if you look, we don't have action heroes that go into like their late age, but uh, down south. Hmm. which is where yeah. we're getting you know so many of our cues from because they are simply better at hmm. at big commercial cinema right now than than uh, than the north uh, there you know rajni is doing uh, yeah. action films at 72 like one a year two hmm. a year uh, kamna hasan just had like the biggest hit uh with uh, with vikram and so on and so forth like they just they just all do it into their old age so um and the audience seems to have an appetite so i mean i i feel that sharuk could uh, definitely now like do and i think he will probably do like another 5 years of uh action films now i it'll be interesting to see how dunky does because if that doesn't do well for some reason then it's just going to be i think like one action film after the other for as long as the audience keeps watching him in it but um hmm. yeah it's uh, I, i i i think at least 5 years of sharuk action films now i think he he started a bit late if he had uh, it's it's actually it's it's pretty crazy to like to think that you know his as a pure action star he's now starting out like in his late 50s that <laughs> it's it's almost like liam neeson like uh, uh yeah i don't know rahul what do you what do you feel 
first yeah sure i'll give you my i'll give you my comment but tell me where where jawan will come in your 50 action films list <laughs> Who he 
is hitting out against it has like his his arrogance has found a purpose and i feel that is what is translating so well because mm. every time he is saying something you you read more into it yeah. which was not there before yeah now now it's not only vanity right like there's yeah. there's a that we we know very obviously who is referring to what he's fighting out against and yeah. i guess that narcissism really works like because he's done these double roles as you know they you had pointed out long back in your fan review he, he he's been doing this for the longest time but you know it was always in service of himself but mm. here i guess now it's sort of in action cinema it's found a more uh, it's found a bigger sort of mouthpiece a bigger purpose and obviously the context lends a very perfect antagonist to this whole scenario which is more or less the atmosphere of the country itself so i mm-hmm. guess uh, i guess that's why and you know the, which which also is a good segue into my question for both of you probably last question um i i was just in the last 10 years we've seen you know sharukh sort of do one bad film after another till he took a break after zero and then came back with pathan and all uh, so keeping in mind all of that and his this latter part of his career um why do you think that he gave when he worked with good directors he gave them their worst films and now he's working with mediocre directors and giving them their best films why is that happening i <laughs> gonna have a lot of atlee fans yelling and uh, i mean siddharth anand fans i don't think they really care that much but yeah, yeah i wouldn't uh, <laughs> i wouldn't concur on the mediocre part there but um, yeah i uh, it's weird also maybe the country needed that little break from sharukh uh it, there uh, it just you know everyone needed some time off like because there was that sort of vacuum created the return was just that much more impactful whereas you know when he was around and failing every few years it just seemed like a career that was winding down Uh, but if you but he was such a constant over like 30 years that you know you were also like you know of course he's not going to go anywhere but then he actually like you know disappeared for a while so that people were like you know oh you know what's it going to be like when he comes back and then it just like it worked suddenly so there was maybe just that idea of the you know removing what everyone wants but wasn't really going to see and then bringing it back after a while and it just sort of hits then yeah i feel like i agree yeah i agree because i remember before watching pathan i was genuinely interested to just see sharukh after after that long because he had almost made us i want to say back for him but also i feel like uh, you know when he was in that phase where he was some uh, somehow trying to uh, show uh, or you know like prove his acting chops like he was doing uh, imtiaz ali's film or anand nilray's film i feel on those films there was a uh, there was a conflict or a collision between uh, between you know what what sharuk wanted and what happened because i feel all these directors like if you take anand nilray or even imtiaz they have a very distinct uh, style of uh, characters and obviously these are filmmakers who are also huge fans of sharuk you can see that so i feel somehow you know like sharuk wanted to be their hero and and they wanted to service sharuk so the result never translated but here i feel with pathan or with the as uh, to quote rahul not my words lesser filmmakers 
Sharukh's control is a lot more in the sense that you know the it's the the effect is not diluted. Like if it is a fan service, it's a wholehearted, committed fan service. Like there is no he there is no we don't have a Siddharth Anand uh, hero so as to say, you know. Mm. So I feel like it it works now because they, no one is trying to you know there is there is no tug of war anymore. Yeah. Maybe some of that arrogance that you spoke of is also gone. Like mm, yeah. the smirk, the smirk that's there during Dawn and Dawn Two, which oh, are his. Really but I think that was his lowest phase. I feel like. But just those are also like his purest action films, pretty much yeah. before yeah. before this, and uh, you know, uh, they, that's gone. It's mm. just it's it, there's there's like a kind of openness. Uh, to his characters in Pathan, like an emotional openness, and it's it's not like a, it's not a you know he he he's not above uh, what you know everything that's around him. Whereas that was very much like part of his persona earlier, uh, especially in his you know more like action-oriented films. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I, I mean I, this distance makes the hard grow fonder thing is. a thing that amir khan used most of his career right like in the last 20 years or so used to do one film every two or three years and we used to wonder like yaar like we used to mock it saying that you know uh, at some point it'll stop working but you know he used to give hit after hit after it all the biggest hits before salman and charukh amir had given it was precisely this that you know film, uh, his the lack of access to him as a star or as an actor is what made people want his films and want him uh, want to watch him far more and i think sharukh really amplified that by just disappearing for 4 4 and a half years and then returning in the most uh, returning as say you know i mean he's been this sort of beta male hero for the longest time and then returning almost like as a quasi alpha male hero as a action star uh, and still not losing that sort of softness that he had as a romantic hero i think that was very smart so and i absolutely agree with you know ishita about like the way he sort of works off filmmakers and having said that i have to admit that you know siddharth anand and atli are now better far better directors than say imtiaz ali and anand elray you know like but when wow. sharukh did their films when sharukh did their films they were um, one of the biggest directors in bollywood both of them uh, in hindi cinema mm-hmm. and everything they were touching was turning to gold and um, and of course after that you know it's been a downfall for a lot of these filmmakers but i always found and it was a joke you know that anyone charuk is working with is giving them their worst film and it it and unfortunately fan flopped and you know manish sharma sort of that swing for the fences didn't work and i think that uh, broke a lot of uh, spirits and uh, and i looked at this pathan and jawan phase as a retreat for charuk and saying you know screw everything i'm going to stop trying to prove myself as an actor as a talent as a you know as a craftsman i'm going to just do what salman has been doing forever and just you know go for the masses and i looked at that as a cop out like say ranbir kapoor is now copping out with the kind of choices he's making but for sharukh it's actually turned out to be a statement of empowerment and i didn't expect that you know and and i you know i'm very happy to be sort of wrong about that because i i didn't expect to enjoy him as an action hero the way i am and uh, you know uh, far more than uh, uday's favorite vidyut jamwal <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> wow. This is yeah. Well, that that came so out this, of nowhere. 
I love that came out of nowhere. This is like atly level of subtlety. And it's Rahul out here. Yeah. I guess, is there anything else? Is there anything else about uh, Jawan? It's I, probably our longest single film podcast in a while, but it was bound to happen. I know they're still alive at the end of it. So it's good on but yeah. Um, no, I, I, not, nothing from me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it then. Uh, we just discussed what might turn out to be the highest grossing sort of Hindi film of all time, which is not saying much these days because tomorrow another film will come and do that. The tickets are costing 800 bucks. It's very easy to break records, let me be honest. But uh, that said, you know, we are happy that it's Shahrukh Khan doing it and not, say, Salman Khan or Sunny Deol. So, or Akshay Kumar for that matter. So, um, um, and yeah, that that is... Uh, all of us have our biases and I think a lot of this country is very happy to see him back doing what he always wanted to do, be the center of attention and being in the spotlight and earning money while at it because he was not known as the most bankable superstar for the longest time. Salman was earning more, uh, his films were earning more money, uh, uh, Amir films were earning more money, but uh, the narrative has sort of turned right now and it's, it's a very interesting year in that sense as far as big screen entertainment has returned after the pandemic. So, um, and, and it's been a surprise for a lot of us. So I guess yeah, that's about it for Jawan. Thank you all for listening. If you have any, you know, if you have any comments and all, please feel free to comment on the podcast on Twitter when we share it. And uh, we'll be back soon, um, maybe discussing the next uh, film, whatever it may be. And we hope uh, Uday will stick with us after this for the next <coughs> couple of weeks and not disappear on us. Uh, and um, yeah and that's about it thanks for listening and do read our reviews uh, in Mint in OTT Play and in Film Companion all three of us have reviewed this film uh, different perspectives and uh, um, see you soon <laughs>